This is Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian, host of the Badass Women's Council podcast. And today's episode might sound a little bit different. In fact, you might hear a little background noise because I'm actually getting a tattoo during the recording of this podcast. Yes, that's accurate. You heard me right. I have Brandy Gordon on the show today, and she is the founder of Native Ink Tattoo, which is a shop that she began at 17 years old. And she is in Elwood, Indiana, a tiny town north of Indianapolis. But her reach is national, even. People all around the country know Brandy and come to the little town of Elwood so that she can do amazing work for them. Now, what I want you to listen for today in Brandy's story And side note, by the way, as I was listening to this recording and thinking back to a journal entry that I wrote, I was probably in my late 20s, early 30s, maybe. I remember this journal entry says, I just want to tell people stories. And as I was listening back to this episode today, I thought, and here it is. I am getting to do what I've always wanted to do and telling people stories. And story is a key theme for today's episode with Brandy because what Brandy does in her tattoo work is tell stories. And I love the way that we illustrate that in this in this episode. But I also want you to listen for a few other things. I want you to listen for the courage that Brandy exemplified at 17 years old. And I want you to listen for connections that she made through stories. She just is a perfect example of reflection and connection and what it means to just use your gifts and talents in a meaningful way when you're paying attention to what they are and being intentional. So here we go. Hey, Brandy, how's it going? Good. How are you? Well, considering that you are tattooing my arm right now, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> It'll be a good way to distract me by doing a podcast during this process. So we're going to talk today about your story and how you got to where you are today with a really successful tattoo business. Sound yes. good? Yes. Yeah, sounds great. Awesome. So one of the things that I am really passionate about is that people understand and intentionally live out their gifts and talents and not dismiss them or take them for granted, especially when they're in areas that are super creative. I think we do a disservice to people when we don't honor the arts and creativity as wonderfulness that they are. So you grew up in a small town in Indiana, right? Yes, Elwood, Indiana. Elwood, Indiana, which is where we are in your shop today, which is super cute. Thank you. And when you were growing up, art was a thing, right? Yes, I loved art from the time I could hold a pencil. And at what point did you think, oh, art might be a part of my career, my life, my future? 
would say probably my freshman year of high school, I decided I wanted to do something with art, whether that was art education, art therapy. Um, yeah, I was just into it. That's That was my favorite subject in school, and that's what I worked on at home every evening. So it goes along with the whole idea that we know, we have hardwired gifts and talents from the very beginning, and they just you discover them along the way. So you quickly discovered that art was a thing for you. And, and what was the conversation you had with your parents early on? Because oftentimes parents are involved in helping their kids think about career decisions. How did, how did that play out for in your house when you were thinking about moving into art as a career? You know, my mom and dad were very supportive, I think, because they knew from early on, you know, just when I was a small girl playing with a spirograph or paints or sidewalk chalk, that that is what I really enjoyed, you know, and um, yeah, they were just supportive. And you went from a small girl playing with your spirograph to the tattoo world, and yes. that's a fun story. T tell us how that all played out. So, my senior year of high school, I was going to some motorcycle events with a friend of my dad's, um, just painting some random things to sell, just to make a little bit, you know, a little gas money while I was in school. And every once in a while, there would be a tattoo artist there. This would have been in 1996. Um, and Bob mentioned, why don't you become a tattoo artist? I think you would be good at this. This would be a good part-time job while you were in college. And Bob was a friend. Yes, that was my dad's friend. Okay. And uh, so I looked into it. I found an artist in Kokomo, Indiana. I called him up on the phone and said, I've never had a tattoo. I've never been in a tattoo shop, but I want to learn. <laughs> that is hysterical. So it wasn't, and I think this would be, a surprise to most people that your tattoo business didn't come out of a love of getting tattoos it came out of a love of art yes it did and so when you okay how old were you when you made that phone call 17 <laughs> <laughs> a total natural way that life plays out you just call a guy in Kokomo who owns a tattoo yeah. shop and you're like I'm 17 I'm a good artist yeah teach me the business. Yes, he <laughs> kind of laughed and said, well, um, let me see your portfolio. Probably thinking I had no idea what a portfolio was. So I took him my college portfolio. And um, he looked at it about 10 minutes and said, okay, let's do an apprenticeship. Okay, so first thing I want to highlight is courage. <laughs> and we get these hints and we get people in our lives like your friend Bob who help guide us along the way but we have to be paying attention and we have to be courageous enough to take that step and just see what happens so you get accepted into a tattoo apprentice program which is now a thing because you've created it as a thing mm -hmm. right yes and you what's the gentleman's name that in Kokomo. Tommy. Uh, Tom White, Tommy's Tattoos in Kokomo. Is he still around? Yes, he is. And so you go and you and Tommy start working together. Yes. 
Did you know immediately it was a thing for you or did you adapt your way into it? You know, I think I knew immediately it was a thing for me. It just it just came natural. I wasn't I wasn't even nervous the first time I did a tattoo, honestly. Really? Yeah. And that's another thing too is we we get not only clues but I wrote an article about another friend of mine, Lindsay Bacardo, who has a coaching and speaking business. And she talked about how you she just tried different things throughout her life to see what what were the things that she was talented at? And she made the she tried all kinds of in, musical instruments because she was very musical. But she said then she knew drums was her thing because that was the one she loved to practice. Mm-hmm. And, and you know you just know when things are your thing. So you start tattooing and apprenticing with Tommy. Mm-hmm. How long did you work with him? I was with I was at Tommy's for about nine months every day after school. I uh, I drove about 50 minutes away to sit at the shop and draw and just learn from him. So that was your training, just like someone else would go to a class at Ivy Tech. Yeah. Your class was an apprenticeship at Tommy's Tattoo Parlor. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was my education. I love that. <laughs> and I'm guessing that I don't know what year that was maybe it's not important well actually I think it is important because there weren't a lot or if any female tattoo artists in this area or no there anywhere there were no female tattoo artists in that area that would have been in 1997 and so you were you were cutting edge yes paving the way yes so when people came into Tommy's shop to get Ink, and they see you learning the trade. Mm-hmm. What? How was that? What was that conversation like? Well, first I looked really young. They thought I was like twelve. <laughs> so sometimes it was hard for people to take me seriously until they actually seen my portfolio or seen my artwork. But it was good. It was good conversations. You know, people were curious. Mainly because I was, yeah, mainly because I was so young and I was a female. It was interesting. Mm -hmm. It was interesting. Right. And so then you start off on your own business or did you go work for somebody after you trained? Yeah, I started out on my own. Um, There was a beauty and tanning um, shop here in town that knew what I was doing and actually offered me a couple of rooms to rent out. with them if I was interested in coming to Elwood to start my own business. So now you're what? 17, 18? Yes. The first female tattoo artist and, oh, I'll just start my own business. Yes, I, um, <laughs> yeah, I asked my mom and dad about it and, uh, you know, they said, Brandy, do whatever makes you happy and we know you'll be successful in whatever you try. You know, we've never had a business, so we really don't know how to guide you. So I called the State Board of Health, was my first phone call and said, this is what I want to do. Um, how do I go about it? And then oh probably 15 phone calls later, I figured it you out. You figured it out. So having supportive parents, I, I talk about this a lot on the podcast because I think it's a really, really, 
really important part of parenting is you may not know anything about what your son or daughter is passionate about, talented in, interested in. But our role as a parent is to be supportive and help yes. them find the resources and encourage them. Yes. And because you are passionate about it, you paying the price to go figure it out was just part of the deal, right? So it didn't feel like, oh, I've got to go figure out how to run a business. I mean, you were just... It was so exciting. I was learning. And it, and, and it was a challenge to me. Yeah. It was challenging. Just like a college course might be for someone else, this was your education. Yes. This is how you were figuring things out. Oh, yeah. I'm so passionate about this. It's so important. So you start marketing yourself or letting people know that you're doing ink here in Elwood, yes. Indiana. So in 1997, social media was not a thing. So, so you couldn't run Facebook ads? No. <laughs> I printed a lot of posters out and hung oh at grocery stores my gosh. and you, gas stations and oh my gosh did you have the pull tab thing at the bottom with your phone number where they could I sure it did like, yes girl yes <laughs> oh my god you're having a flashback so long ago <laughs> so you print off posters now did you make them like beautiful to represent your art oh, yeah and they were bright pink so that it would catch someone's attention as they were walking by so the artist and you already knew how to market yes yes not maybe that was natural I, yes. I don't know maybe that was just in me because my mom sure as hell couldn't tell me how to do any of that <laughs> Well, and I think when you're doing something that you love and you're passionate about, you do have intuition about it. Yeah, you do. And that's what I'm always saying to my clients is if there's something that you love, follow your gut and your intuition because it's a great guide at that point. Who was your first paying customer? My first paying customer was Bob. That was actually my first tattoo, and he tipped me like $10. Bob that got me into it was my first customer. What was his tattoo? It was a bear claw. And it still looks pretty good. <laughs> Not the best, but it's decent. What did it represent? Um, he, he has a Native American background, okay. and a bear was his spiritual animal. Okay. So. And so the name of your shop is Native Inc. So tell us about that. So about that... Mm, I came up with that name in the gym during lunch at high school um, when I was 17. Tommy, my um, apprentice teacher, told me I needed to come up with a business name, so I did. So Native is um, Native American. I have a background there. And then Ink, I-N-K, is obviously Tattoo Ink. Yeah. So that's it. So those people that are thinking about starting a business or... Uh, all the classes you can take and all the Googling you can do about how to name your business. Or you can just go to the gym at school lunch and yeah. come up with the name of your business. Totally. I had no idea. <laughs> it would become my brand. And it has definitely stood the test of time. So Bob and the Bear Claw was the first tattoo and it was a $10 tip. Yes. When did, and so we, you were still going to high school classes at the time the business yes. was starting? Yes. I quit all my sports in high school to, um, start the tattoo apprenticeship oh my mm -hmm. gosh and my principal thought I was a little crazy 
Okay, so talk about that. So concerned for you or judgy or I guess well you know I was I wasn't the best in sports but I was pretty good so I definitely brought something to our school um you know so the principal questioned me you know he's like are you are you sure this is what you want to do I said yes I'm not going anywhere in sports you know so why why spend my time doing this when I could be doing something now for my future so you had a reasonable approach to high school sports, which is I'm probably not going to do this for a living, so I might yeah. as well start my career. Yes. Boy, I wish Which more. that's what my daughter's doing right now. She wants to go to school to be an equine veterinarian, and she is focusing on placement classes now and going to quit sports next year to focus on college courses and high and school. And she's a good athlete, too. Yeah, she's, she's not bad. Yeah. yeah. But she's not college-worthy. You know, the younger one, maybe, is. What a reasonable approach to yeah. sports. I think sports are great, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I do too. But to believe that but every it, kid in sports has a shot at college or professional. Some, at some point, you have to be realistic. Realistic about it, yeah. And it's okay to get a head start with your future in high school, right? Amen. Amen. So you quit sports. You're going to school during the day and tattooing it after school and at night, I'm assuming. Yep. When did you, what are some points along the way that you just knew this was the right thing? What are some highlights? Because how, how many years has this been now that you've, this has been your career? 21 years. So 21 years. What are some highlights or benchmarks along the way? Because you're, I mean, could, let me, let's, let's just talk about success what I know about, and then I want you to tell me some of your benchmarks along okay. the way. So, not only are you running a successful business here in your hometown, you have nationally people know of you, and you have you have done ink for famous people. You are well known in the industry, and in fact, didn't Ink Masters contact you at yes, one point? Yes, they did. Yes. Well, tell that story, and then I want you to tell you some of your favorite benchmarks along the way. So Ink Masters is a show that airs on, what network is that, Brady? Uh, I want to say, is it A&E? A&E, maybe. TL I'll look it up, put it in the show yeah. notes. But So this is a well-known TV show that follows tattoo artists as a kind of a reality show-ish. Mm -hmm. And they contacted you here in Elwood, Indiana, about possibly being on the show. Yes, we, we did some interviewing and you know, I, I really liked the idea um, and I was pretty excited for it until it got to interviewing with the executive producer. Um, they just wanted me to change my appearance and change my attitude and told me it's a good possibility. I may not be able to talk to my kids for 14 weeks. Um, I had to just put a close sign on my business so you know, I, I got really scared about that. And I decided that I didn't think that was for me because I have a successful business here and my customers are really important to me and obviously I'm not going 14 weeks without talking to my children. Oh my gosh, I had to so, that part of the story. But I mean, it's, it's good for, if I was single, it would have been awesome. Right. Oh my gosh, I would have jumped all over it. But that is one thing I've always loved about you is you are true to your values, you're true to your family and true to your community. Like that's a big part of 
why you're successful and just staying true to who you are. So that's yeah. so great. So the, I just wanted to mention that because the credibility marker that that provides, I mean, this is, this is, you are well known in the industry. So knowing that now as a listener, what were some of the, the points along the way, starting at 17, where you just thought, oh, this is really cool? What, what are some of your highlight moments? Well, to start from the beginning, one of my highlight moments was just going to my local credit union and telling them what I wanted to do, and I needed a loan to start my business, and they were willing to give me $3,000 personal loan without having my mom to co-sign. <laughs> so I That's was like, a big damn deal. Yeah, I was like, yes, they have faith in me. I can do this. And you were 17? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And there's another, you know, number one, I don't know if that would still happen today because the banks have gotten so crazy about rules and regulations and craziness, but for you to have a reputation in town where at 17 years old, they say, here's $3,000, go start a tattoo business. Yes. Huge benchmark. Yes, yes, yes. What else? What else? Well, I think my first week of business... I was busy all day, every day, and I just thought, I, I think I can do this. Um, I think it's going to be a good thing, you know. And then, um, I don't know, people just kept calling. <laughs> well, that's because you. And there wasn't work. texting then, so they had to call. To actual call, <laughs> they can't Facebook message no, you. Text. No. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think we've ever had a phone call conversation. It's all been text, yeah, right? <laughs> so, who was your first? person that you did a tattoo for that was kind of well known maybe not completely famous but you've done a lot of famous people who was the first person that was pretty well known Raheem Brock from the Indianapolis Colts and that was in 2009 how how did that come about um well he was at the club in Indianapolis and I just went up to him and started talking to him you did <laughs> I'm like hi you get tattoos um, my name is Brandy and here's my card let me know if you're interested and he called me and he called you and and what was that tattoo do you remember yeah actually it was an memory tattoo involving his sister that was involved in a car accident and passed away Oh my gosh, I want to talk more about some of the other artists and, and sports figures that you've, that you've had a chance to work with. But one of the things that I think about when I watch what you do online, especially your Instagram account, I love seeing the work that you do, is the stories. And there's a yes. lot of memory work that you do and really emotional kind of connections that you make with people. Does that ever weigh on you? Do you ever... Because you know, some of those are really sad. Yes, I cry with people. Oh. Yeah. We definitely had plenty of tears shed in here. Oh. And what a beautiful way to have that memory. I mean, I just think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. In fact, my daughter will be 18 on October 1st, and we need to make her appointment um, for October 18th, which is... Her grandmother passed away this past Aww. year, and she has handwriting from her Grammy. And October 18th is her birthday, and so my daughter will be in here to get her 
first little bit of ink commemorating her grandmother. See, and that makes me feel so good that someone trusts me to do something so meaningful for them, something that they'll have for the rest of their lives. And I did that. Those, those are, there are two rules for my house about getting tattoos. One is it has to mean something to you forever. So that's rule number one. Rule number two is nobody inks you but Brandy. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> and so now my daughter is going around her, you know, school and making sure that nobody, no, nobody's, nobody but Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So we're part of your marketing engine. So there you go. Thanks. But that is a, that is a key to business, right? Is once you do good work and have a good story. And I think that's the other thing about the business that you do is, this is not a transaction. This is a story business. It is. You are telling stories for people and on people. Mm -hmm. What are some that stand out for you? Stories that come from your uh, work. Like as far as the meaningful? Yeah. Kayla Dunham and Brent Dunham um, talk about shedding a lot of tears. And they've actually become really good friends of mine. They had a two-year-old boy that died of E. coli. Um, he had HUS, hemolytic uratic syndrome, I think, from the E. coli. Um, they were at the state fair, and ten, later, 10 days later, he was gone. So they're not exactly sure if it came from food at the state fair, from petting an animal, or whatever. Oh, my gosh, that's So they made an appointment. They came in, and, of course, I said, all right. I need to know the meaning behind this tattoo. Right. And of course the dad just broke down in tears. And then, you know, so then Kayla had to tell me about it. And um, boy, they have just stuck with me. And I follow them on Instagram. I follow their foundation. I donate to their foundation. I try to help them out when they have events for their foundation. So that little bit of a tattoo is, is started a lifelong friendship oh. and relationship. And I will make sure to put links in the show notes to all of that for everyone to, yeah. to look into. That's beautiful. And that is the other thing. When you come into work with you, you are about the story. So the first time I came in, I had a uh, ink that I had drawn some sketches and I had my story down about, you know, there was a Bible scripture in there and some different things that were important to me. And I, we sat down together and I laid out what I had and I said, Help me put this together. And that's what I loved is you just took my sketches and said, what about this, this, and this, and moved some things around. And it was like infinitely better than what I came in with. So your artistic abilities are just unbelievable. But the story is really what you connect to and make sure yes. you're representing. Well, I like to know the story. I put a lot more heart and soul into it, mm -hmm. you know, other than just my talent. And that is a marketing message 101. When your business has story behind it and you're connecting stories with your clients, your customers, merging stories together is a far different way to do business than transactions. And that's evident here. Who are some other people along the way that you've done that are memorable for, for you, either because of story or because of the fact that they might be like legit famous people? I would say um, George Hill. Um, you know, he pay, played for, you know, the Pacers, the Spurs for a long time. Then he came home and played for the Pacers. Um, I become family friends with him, too. He's, he's a wonderful soul. Um, and real 
he's a real human being aside of his popularity and his talents and his fame and he's taught me a lot he uses his talents and and so forth to do a lot of good things for people so yeah. I always love to hear that when you see somebody that has some fame that you know that they are an authentic real person behind the scenes and mm-hmm. who else because you've done a lot Paul George um, what was his you've done you've well, done the Several. Yeah, I've done okay. quite a few tattoos yeah. for him, and a lot of his were meaningful, too. A lot of where he grew up, you know, some of the trials that he's been through. Um, I started tattooing him as soon as he got here. I don't think Paul even played a game for the Pacers when I tattooed him, so it's been fun <laughs> watching him grow. You were his indoctrination yeah. into, uh, <laughs> into being a Hoosier. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so... You have taken this business, grown it into something absolutely beautiful and amazing. And now you are, as you mentioned earlier, helping to guide the careers of the two young women that you're raising, in addition to that little fiery firecracker of a boy that you've got a few years before you have to get him in career mode. But as you're talking to your girls about careers and and things of that nature how's that conversation going you mentioned a little bit of that earlier you know it's going pretty well um you know my oldest daughter jc i mean she's completely college driven um you know she wants to be an equine vet that's her plan you know she's she's i think she's set i think that's what she's going to do so I, i feel like basically i just have to be her support system my cameron on the other hand is um kind of a gypsy soul you know, I don't necessarily know if college is going to be the path that she takes. Um, she could probably honestly go scuba diving all around the world and live out of a backpack. And you know what? I'm fine with that. She may, she loves business. She may follow in my footsteps there and open open a scuba diving business. So oh, I can see her doing that. Yeah, I'm all I'm I'm all about it. And actually, now my sister is instrumental with both of these girls as far as um, helping them achieve their goals. It's a family effort. Yes, it is. And that's important. I, some people know my story, but I didn't go the traditional route. I didn't go straight from high school to college. I actually ran away from home while my parents were on a business trip when I was 18 and lived. I didn't know that. (laughs) Lived on my own for a few years. And well, yeah, I didn't know that. I remember talking about that. Yeah. I still talk to my parents. It wasn't a breakup of my parents. I just, I wanted some, I wanted to explore some things and people expected me to, I was signed up to go to college and I just didn't feel like that was my path right then. And I went back and filled in the blanks and, and went and got my degree, but it was much later. Actually, I already had an executive level job when I went and got my college degree. And so I, I'm quick to point out to people that there is no normal for people. There is no, this is the way it should be. As long as we're paying attention to our gifts and talents, um, everything tends to work out as it should if you're intentional about it. It does. Well, how's my tattoo looking? Pretty good. It's probably about time for you to check it out and make sure we're on the right path here. Awesome. 
Well, I think this is the best way to do ink from now on, the distraction of doing a podcast <laughs> during it. Because we're about done. Yeah, and by the way, tattoos don't hurt nearly as much as people talk about. Yeah, or you do. wouldn't be able to sit here and talk. Yeah, no biggie. Hey, thanks for doing this today. I, your story is one that I've always loved and appreciated, and this has been fun. And I'm not coming down. So, in case you were wondering, my tattoo says flourish, faith, and joy, which are three words that mean something significant to me. But the word flourish is a key part of the business model that I have with my coaching and speaking business because the word flourish means to grow, prosper, and thrive. But it comes from floral origins, and it really means when the stem of a flower stretches and grows, and that means it stretches up towards the sun and down through the soil. So flourish means to grow and prosper, but to do it under the right conditions. And that is so important to us as high-achieving badass women that we are really intentional about the conditions that we create for ourselves. So Today's episode, I want to dedicate to the Grayson Dunham Foundation. As Brandy mentioned, this is a tattoo that she had done for Grayson's parents after he passed away. And they started this foundation to educate and in his memory. And there's no greater way to honor that really important story. So I hope that you'll go to the GraysonDunhamFoundation.org website and check out their story, their events, and please donate if you can. It's Grayson, G-R-A-Y-S-O-N, Dunham, D-U-N-H-A-M, Foundation.org. And I will, of course, have all of those links in the show notes. So thanks for listening today. As always, we're about reflection and connection for the high achieving woman. And today's reflection questions are, what are some of those gifts and talents that you have that you maybe have put to the side and aren't being nearly intentional enough about how you could use them? So that's the only reflection question for the day, because what I'd like for you to do is also just take some time to reflect on the story of Grace and Dunham and what you might want to do to help their story and their journey. Thanks so much for being here. I appreciate you. I'm not coming down. I never liked it on the ground. I'm not coming down.